and you're listening to Pharmaceutical Calculations, a podcast about tips, tricks, and strategies for solving pharmaceutical calculations. This episode was originally broadcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pharmaceutical Calculations Solve Along. In this video, we are going to take a look at those calculations involving units of activity. And this topic was actually requested by one of our most active subscribers. So if Philip you are watching, this one is just for you and for everybody else who wants to know more about this type of uh, question and answers regarding those calculations involving units of activity. Now we will look at 11 examples. These examples are kind of the classic ones I think you would need to know to use as a stepping stone for all the other questions that you want to be able to solve. So in order not to belabor the point, I think it's important just to start off with some quick overview. And this actually has to do more of ensuring that we're on the same page. I'm going to give you a direct no fluff overview of what you're going to be looking at. Now, the reason we want to be experts in this type of uh, a topic is because generally speaking, there are a lot of um, pharmaceutical products whose activity is expressed in units such as USP units, international units, and the microgram of activity per gram or milligram. Examples of such products would be insulin, heparin, antibiotics, and things of this that nature. Any other type of biologics typically has units expressed either in international units or some other measure of potency. So we want to be experts in doing that kind of calculation. The thing that I want to keep in mind also is that when we talk about units, one's drug unit of potency has absolutely no relationship to the units of another drug. For example, if you have units of insulin, it's different from the units of heparin, which is different from the units of antibiotics. Okay, so 100 units of uh, insulin is not the same potency as 100 units of heparin. And the reason that is the case is because of how it's measured. The units of activity of each drug are determined using specific biological assays. So those are calibrated to specific biological standards. But what we do know is there is actually a relationship that does exist between a product's activity and some measurable quantity in metric units such as the milligram so you have things like units per milligram units per milliliter and that is very nicely captured in the equation that i'm showing right here so this is an equation that you can use which would be the units of activity that has been given divided by the weight of volume given equal to units of activity given or desired by weight of volume given or desired so this equation actually is an elegant way to encapsulate the statement that precedes it right the relationship between activity and a measurable quantity. So for the questions that we are going to be looking at, there are two main ways you want to actually approach this. Either you are going to use ratio and proportion or you could use dimension analysis. So we'll be using both of them just to give you some idea of how you can use both approaches to deal with this type of questions. So hopefully this was just a quick overview. If you need more details, just let me know. I can make a more extensive tutorial on this particular topic. But the goal for this session is actually to look at the examples so that you can have some idea how to do them when you are trying to work on them yourself. So we're going to get out of this interface and then start off with the first question. So here the question says how many units, how many milliliters of U100 insulin zinc suspension should be used to obtain 18 units of insulin? And so the way we want to approach it is actually use the equation that we just saw, which would be the units of activity over the um, weight of volume equals units of activity given or desired by weight of volume given. But what you're going to do is simply go ahead with the solution. Now, there's one thing that we need to be comfortable understanding here, and that is what U100 actually means. So U100 here implies that you have 100 units of insulin in each milliliter. 
all right so once you know that the proportion is very straightforward to establish so how we want to proceed with this question is to state that you have 100 units of insulin in every milliliter and this is going to be equal to now 18 units where are we getting this 18 units from that's basically what you want to give the patient so our goal then is what volume do you now take out to give you the 18 units the key thing here is to recall the 100 u100 implies 100 units of insulin in one milliliter the rest now becomes some kind of manipulation mathematical manipulation so we solve for x x is going to be equal to one milliliter times 18 units divided by 100 units the units cancel out and now that's going to be equal to 0 0.18 milliliter so that is the first example it's kind of very straightforward but as we do more examples you see a slight twist in the language and if you wait till the end the last two or three questions actually are questions that you want to see so let's go through the next example now this question says if a diabetic patient injects 20 units of insulin twice daily how many days will a 10 milliliter vial of u100 product last the patient so here we are interested in the number of days that this vial this volume will last and you have u100 units being mentioned that u100 implies that you have 100 units in each milliliter all right so the way we want to approach this is to start off by saying that you have 100 units in one milliliter and our goal here is to figure out how many units are in the 10 milliliters that's in the vial so how many units actually present in this 10 milliliters so you go ahead and solve for x which is your unknown x is going to be equal to 100 units times 10 milliliters divided by 1 milliliter the milliliters cancel out and now you have a thousand units but we don't stop here because we want to figure out the number of days so this patient is taking 20 units twice a day all right so you have 20 units times 2 which will give you 40 units per day so now that we know that we can actually just do a quick multiplication so you do one day the patient is receiving 40 units and you have a thousand units in the 10 ml valve so the units will now cancel out and this gives 25 days so what that tells us is this 10 ml valve will last for 25 days let's take a look at the next example this question says alpha 1n injection contains 5 million international units of interferon alpha n3 per milliliter how many units would an injection of 0.05 milliliters deliver so here again we are interested in the volume well the same actually how many units we're interested in the units this time all right so what we want to do is take the 5 million international units because that's what you have per milliliter so an elegant way to do that is to simply write 5 times 10 to the power 6 which is 5 million and those are units divided by 1 milliliter we're going to set up a proportion real quick and the goal is to determine the number of units that will be in this volume so we have 0.05 milliliters so now we can go ahead and solve for x which is the unknown x is going to be equal to 5 million units times 0.05 milliliters divided by 1 milliliter the milliliters cancel out and that gives you 250,000 units 
So the examples we've done so far, we've utilized ratio and proportion quite a lot. And you can do a lot of the problems using ratio and proportion. The alternative way you can also use is dimension analysis. And we'll try and illustrate some of those questions where you want to use dimension analysis because it's much more expeditious to do that. But let's move on to the next question. Now, if you're liking this kind of content, just click the like button or subscribe so that other colleagues can appreciate the video because that's how the algorithm works. Can promote it to most people who will need it based on your feedback but uh, let's look at the next question here it says a physician's hospital medication order calls for isophane insulin suspension to be administered to a 136 pound patient on the basis of one unit per kilogram per 24 hours how many units of isophane insulin suspension should be administered all right so that's kind of loaded question but let's break it down and let's see what is pertinent here what you've been given is a normalized dose, essentially. The one unit per kilogram tells you for every kilogram that the patient weighs, the patient is going to receive one unit of isophane insulin, and it's on a 24-hour basis. Now, what we're interested in really is the units that the patient would actually receive. So the way you want to approach this is to start off with the normalized dose, which is one unit per kilogram. And now that you have this clearly written, we now need to multiply this by the patient's weight, which is 136 pounds. But notice that the pounds and the kilograms are different units. So we need to convert the pounds to kilograms. And this is where your conversions become very important because the conversion we want to use here is 2.2 pounds is equal to 1 kilogram. The pounds cancel out and the kilograms cancel out. And then you can multiply all the terms in the numerator and divide by all the terms in the denominator. That's how dimensional analysis works. And then you get your answer. So what you have going on is 1 unit times 136 times 1 divided by 2.2. And that's going to be equal to 61.82 units. So in this example, we actually ended up using dimension analysis. You could also use ratio and proportion, but this is much faster for this question, generally speaking. The other benefit also is because you are keeping track of units, you're less likely to make an error. Just let the units be your guide and you're most likely going to end up with the right answer. But let's move on to the next example. So like I said, if you wait till the end, those last two questions or last three questions, you may really want to pay attention to that because it's phrased very differently and nicely and it's going to help illuminate your understanding. Now, let's take a look at this question. The question says, if a 5 milliliter vial of humatrope, a biosynthetic somatropin of RDNA origin contains 5 milligrams of somatropin equivalent to 13 international units, how many milligrams of somatotropin and how many international units will be administered in a 0.6 milliliter dose? Now, the question is kind of loaded in terms of the different numbers and the way it's phrased. But when you break it down, it essentially comes to a very straightforward solution. So just to highlight, you have a 5 milliliter vial of the biologic, and then it contains 5 milligrams of somatotropin, essentially. It tells you what this 5 milligrams is equivalent to in terms of units. So we, you know how we talked about the connection between the potency and the units in metric units, basically? That's what this is actually allowed doing here as well. It's allowing us to do that. So this 5 milligrams is equivalent to 13 units. That's what it's telling us. So our goal is to figure out how many milligrams of somatotropin is and how many of the international units will be administered in 0.6 ml dose. So we start off with the understanding that you have 5 milligrams, you have 5 milligrams in 5 milliliters. That's what we know for sure from the question. And we want to figure out how many milligrams now will be in 0.6 ml. Now, that's the answer to the first pass that we are trying to do. 
So here we can simply solve for x. We can actually predict by inspection what the number is going to be, but for thoroughness, we just go through the process. So here you have 5 milligrams times 0.6 milliliters divided by 5 milliliters. The milliliters cancel out and certainly you end up with 0.6 milligrams. But we don't stop here because the question also asks how many international units you have. So this time, the relationship that we are going to use is the 13 international units and the 5 milliliters. Because this 5 milligrams is inside the 5 ml, we established that. But this 5 milligrams is also equivalent to 13 international units. So what we want to do essentially is to repeat the proportion but use the 13 international units. So let's do 13 IU divided by 5 milliliters. That should be equal to some quantity in international units divided by 0.6 milliliters. We solve for Y. Y is going to be equal to 13 IU u times 0.6 milliliters divided by 5 milliliters and this is going to be equal to 1.56 international units now by the way anytime you are putting out units you want to write the units in full that way you prevent error because if you just put u sometimes it can be misconstrued to be a zero and that could actually be problematic for the patient so just a quick tip there now let's move on to the next example so here the question states a prophylactic dose of tetanus antitoxin is 1,500 units for persons weighing less than 65 pounds and 3,000 to 5,000 units for persons weighing more than 65 pounds. Now, the antitoxin is available in dose vials of 1,500 units, 3,000 units, 5,000 units, and 20,000 units. Which vial should the pharmacist provide for administration to a patient weighing 25 kilograms? All right, so at first glance, the question can look kind of intimidating, but it actually is not. The goal here or the objective is to determine what the weight of the patient is in terms of uh, pounds, right? Because we have the patient's weight in kilograms, and we now need to know the patient's weight in pounds. And based on what it is, we will make a determination as to what is needed. So essentially what we need to do is start off with the 25 kilograms, convert the kilograms to pounds. So one kilogram is 2.2 pounds. That is the conversion factor. So this cancels out and you end up with essentially 55 pounds. So now the next thing is to determine whether this 55 pounds, how it compares to the 65 pound criteria. Now, since 55 pounds is less than the 65 pounds, then we go with the 1500 units. So when it says which vowel are you going to use, you're going to use the vowel that contains 1500 units. So we want to use the 1500 units vial because that's all we need based on the criteria. So it looked complicated, but as we went through the analysis, we realized how we can simplify the whole question and make it so that it's manageable. Let's move on to the next example. Now, this question says calcitonin is available as an injection containing 200 international units per milliliter. Adult doses of up to 32 units per kilogram have produced no adverse effects. On this basis, if a 120-pound patient were administered 0.75 milliliters of injection, would adverse effects be anticipated? So it's asking us a question which is going to make use of our understanding of this kind of calculation to make a determination whether this patient will experience any adverse effects. So what we want to do really is start off with what is essentially the normalized dose, 32 units per kilogram, and we'll proceed from there. So you have 32 units per kilogram, and this is the normalized dose for the patient. 
Now, the patient is 120 pounds, so we multiply this by 120 pounds. There's one slight issue. You have pounds and kilograms that are different units, so we need to convert the pounds to kilograms. So we use the conversion factor that 2.2 pounds is one kilogram. The kilogram cancels out and the pounds cancel out. And since we are using dimension analysis, you multiply all the terms in the numerator. So you have 32 units times 120 times 1 divided by 2.2 and that is going to be equal to 1745.45 units. Now the next thing we need to do actually is take a look at this 200 units per ml and then determine what is actually needed for the units for the 0.75 milliliter injection and then see whether there is any adverse effects. Alright, so the way we proceed there is to, so we do 200 international units, it's actually present in 1 ml, that information is coming from right here and this is equal to X international units, so let's just do IU divided by the volume of interest, which is 0.75 milliliter. So we can go ahead and solve for X. X is going to be equal to 0.75 milliliters times 200 IU divided by 1 milliliter. The milliliters cancel out and you essentially end up with 150 units. So the question is asking whether the patient will have adverse effects and the way you do that is to compare the 150 to the 1745.45 units because the statement that has been made in the question is there are no adverse effects up to this dose. Now when we check the units, the 150 is actually less than this. So the conclusion will be no adverse effects. Alright, so let's take a look at the next question. So here the question says, during cholecystography to determine gallbladder function, the contents of one bottle of cholecytokinin containing 75 units is dissolved in physiological saline solution to make 7.5 milliliters. Then one unit per kilogram of body weight is administered by slow intravenous injection. Calculate the dose in units and the volume in milliliters to be administered to a patient weighing 154 pounds. So some of the terms are a mouthful, but nonetheless, let's see how you actually do address this question, make it simplified for our own calculation. The information will be given is you have one unit per kilogram of body weight. You have the weight of the patient, which is 154 pounds. So we can quickly calculate the units because it's asking for the dose in units. And so the way we want to do that is to state that we have one unit per kilogram. We multiply this by the patient's weight, which is 154 pounds. Here again, the pounds and kilograms are not in the same unit. So we convert the pounds to kilograms. So we have 2.2 pounds being equal to one kilogram. The pounds cancel out. The kilograms cancel out. You essentially multiply all the terms, the numerator. So you have one unit times 154 times one divided by 2.2. That's going to be equal to 70 units. So that's the first portion. Now, regarding the second part, it says, what is the volume in milliliters? So what we can actually do is to make the statement that you have 75 units in 7.5 milliliters. Now, the 75 units is coming from here and the 7.5 ml is coming from here. And when we do that, we can set up a proportion to determine what the volume will be when we have the 70 units. So 70 units divided by X milliliters. So we can go ahead and solve for X. X is going to be equal to 7.5 milliliters times 70 units divided by 75 units. Now the units cancel out and you end up with 7 milliliters. 
So now let's take a look at the next example. So here the question states that a diabetic patient receives three doses of U100 insulin regular per day as follows, 10 units in the morning before breakfast, 15 units at noon before lunch, and 15 units before going to bed. How many days will a 10 milliliter vial of humulin R, which is rapid acting naturally, how many days will a 10 milliliter vial of humulin R last for this patient? Now, if he's going away on a three-month trip, which is three times 30 days, how many vials should the pharmacist dispense? So here, the way we want to approach it is to first of all determine how many units does this patient take on a daily basis. So we can proceed to determine that. And we know this patient takes 10 units in the morning, 15 units in the afternoon, and 15 units before going to bed. So the total units per day will be 10 plus 15 plus 15, and that's going to be equal to 40 units per day. Now, we want to determine the total number of days. So the way we would approach that is to start off with the volume. It's a 10 milliliter volume. So we'll do 10 milliliters times for each day. We have 40 units and it's a U100 insulin. So that implies you have 100 units per milliliter. So the units will cancel out, the milliliters will cancel out, and this actually is dimension analysis. So we multiply all the terms in the numerator and divide by all the terms in the denominator. So we divide by 40 here, and that actually ends given 25 days. So now that's the first part. We now know how many days this vial will last. This is an interesting question. The next part of it says, how many vials should the pharmacist dispense? And that's for a three-month trip, and they gave you the number of days exactly, three times 30 days. So that's a total of 90 days. So what we're looking for is, first of all, let's, for completeness, put down the number of days. So it's three months, and then this three months is actually going to be equal to three times 30 days, and that's 90 days. So you need a 90-day supply. We have determined that one vial lasts for 25 days. So we can make that determination, and we can write that down. So one vial is going to last for 25 days. So how many vials would you need for 90 days? You can go ahead and solve for x. x is going to be equal to one vial times 90 days divided by 25 days. That's going to be equal to 3.6. But since it's coming in vials, you actually will need four vials. So at first glance, the question could look really complicated, but this is how you simplify it. Let's take a look at the next example. So these questions are kind of ones that you want to pay attention to. So here it says, if a diabetic patient takes 12 units of insulin regular in the morning and 18 units in the evening, how many milliliters of U100 regular insulin will be needed for a month? The month is a 30 days supply. How many 10 ml vials would you dispense? So here again, we have a question which is fairly interesting. It tells you the total units per day, but it tells you what the patient takes in the morning, the patient takes in the morning and in the evening. So 12 units of insulin in the morning, 18 units in the evening. So that would allow us to know the total number of units per day. So what we have is 12 units plus 18 units. And that implies that the patient receives 30 units 
per day. So we are interested in what they're going to get on uh, how many milliliters is needed for a month. So the next thing we want to do is find out the total units that this patient will get within the 30 days. So we take this information, which is the 30 units per day, and multiply that by the number of days we are interested in, which is 30 days. So days will cancel out and you end up with 900 units. That's what the patient will need total for that 30-day period. Now, now that we know that, we know we are having a U100 insulin. So we will take the 900 units and figure out how many milliliters it actually will be. So one unit, one milliliter contains 100 units. The units cancel out and that implies that you have 9 milliliters per month. So when the question states, how many 10 ml vials would you dispense? Well, the answer to that is going to be one because the patient needs 9 ml per month and you have a 10 ml vial. So the answer there will be one vial per month. Let's do one more. All right, so this question says a parental nutrition PN formulation calls for the addition of 10 units of insulin for each 100 milliliters of solution. A patient is to receive 1.5 liters of parental nutrition per day. You have in the pharmacy 10 milliliter vials of humulin R U100. How many milliliters of this solution should be added to the patient's PN to provide the required units in a daily dose? So we have been given the volume, which is 1.5 liters or essentially 1,500 milliliters. And we've been given the fact that it's U100. You have 10 units of insulin in each 100 ml of the solution. So our first goal is to figure out how many units actually do you need? How many units of insulin do you need? And the way we calculate that is to start off with the notion that you have 10 units of insulin in every 100 milliliters of the formulation, the solution, and you have a 1.5 liter preparation. Now we need to convert the liters to milliliters. So one liter is a thousand milliliters. So the liters cancel out, milliliters cancel out. And what you end up having essentially is 150 units. So that's what the patient needs on a daily basis. Now that we figured that out, the question is asking for how many milliliters would you actually put in the solution. So the way we determine that is to take the 150 units and then we make use of the idea that is a U100. So in every single milliliter of the U100 humulin solution, you have 100 units of insulin. So the units will cancel out and you will essentially have 1.5 milliliters. So you need to add 1.5 milliliters to the bag, to that PN solution per day, because this 1.5 milliliters will contain 150 units. So this tutorial was actually designed to give you a variety of examples of how you deal with those calculations involving units of activity. Thank you for listening to today's episode from RX Calculations. You can find all the episodes on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy or as articles on our website at rxcalculations.com. If you have any questions on any pharmaceutical calculations topic or you would like to suggest future topics, you can post them on our Pharmaceutical Calculations Forum, website, or YouTube channel. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Thanks for listening to today's episode and enjoy life. <laughs>